Thanks for tuning in to War Cry Radio, where your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun, focuses on mind reframing, personal money and credit, business theory to launch clarity, business credit, business leadership, home buying, and real estate investments. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another great episode. Talk soon. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to War Cry Radio. I am your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun. And guess what? We have another awesome and amazing episode on today. We have today on the show, we have Obi. Hey, Obi, how are you? Hi, Karina. Lovely to be here. Too excited about today's episode. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I am excited to chat with you. So, Obi, I want to just jump right in. I I absolutely love your name. I love your name. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. Can you tell us just a little bit about your name? Yes, my full name is Obehi Age. It's a Nigerian name, um, but of course my mother shortened it, so it's like I can't I can't say all that. So I'm just gonna call her Obi. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's called Obi for short. If you know Star Wars, you know Obi Wan Kenobi. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I do. I do. I am a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I absolutely love your name. So Obi, I hear that you are in the UK. So tell yes. us a little bit about that. Um, yes, I've been in the UK for almost 25, oh my God, 25 years. Wow. Yeah, I moved, is it? Okay, yeah, I moved here when I was 19. Um, yeah, from Nigeria, like I said, I came to study at university and I basically never left, I never went back. Gotcha. Um, never went back to live, but I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. loads of time, holidays and stuff. Um, so I've got two families there. Um, and I got a brother in the U.S., so we okay. just, yeah, I do. <laughs> so it sounds yeah. like you moved to the U.K. to do some studies, and you just yeah. conquered the entire place. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, we basically conquered. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So what part of the United States is your brother in? He's in L.A. at the moment. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So he's... have you been to the States? Yes, I have. I have awesome. been twice now. Okay. Um, it's not the kind of, um, I, when he moves, yes, go and visit him. And then family, got family in Houston. So okay. that's the other place that I'd go. I know with the whole corona, so that's all shut down. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So Ovi, tell us a little bit about yourself and the business that you own and operate. Well, okay, like I said, I'm Nigerian, uh, but I'm also British um, now. And um, like I said, I, my background was in psychology. So that I came to study and um, I became a psychologist and I work mostly with addiction. So drug and alcohol gotcha. services, yeah. Um, and uh, I did that for about 10 years, this is my 11th year post-qualification. Um, and from there though, um, I started to feel like I needed to work with a different cohort of people. Um, nothing wrong with the alcohol and drug service, but I started to manage, you know, manage other staff members, manage junior clinicians, stuff like that. So I stopped having much patients like I would have had normally. 
Uh-huh. But then I started to, you know, opportunity to think, well, what do I want to do next? Who do I want to help? Who do I want to serve? And I realized for the people who came for drug and alcohol issues, it's when their stress level had gone so much, yeah. couldn't cope. So this is the symptom of it. But I realized like I wanted to catch people before they got to that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's how I started my business about five years ago in terms of not next to Aurora, but private practice, where I'd focus on a demographic of people who were struggling with it all and they were expected to struggle with it all, were working mothers. Oh, so in the, oh yeah, in the city, yeah, in the city, in the corporate job, they were happy for the job, they earned good money, but they were expected to still do the household, the kids stuff. But they were trying to do all of the things. And so overwhelm, stress would going up, anxiety, depression. And I thought this is a cohort that we resort to alcohol later and nobody would notice because That's right. Yeah. Um, so I started to focus on them more, which was to offer solutions how to manage to keep the stress level down. Um, so that you realize you don't have to do all things. You can just you can delegate some of it out without feeling guilty get a cleaner you, you yeah. can get one get one you don't feel like you have to be the one to do everything so that's how i started supporting those cohort of people into managing mental well-being and being more productive in their work really so that's how we started that business and while i was doing that my closest cousin had attained the same demographic if you think about it working a corporate job really good job traveled everywhere had two kids wasn't being promoted anymore because he had two kids because you can't just fly everywhere right and then had a breakdown she just oh. couldn't cope with it all and she never went back to work um she was diagnosed with what we what we now know is burnout but at the time there was no diagnosis for burnout so what she was diagnosed with was work-related anxiety and depression wow yeah um and I didn't know. It's my closest cousin who I saw every three months, Easter, Christmas, summer, and we spend a chunk of time together, like a week or two. Um, and I didn't really know that she was going through this. Can you imagine that? Doing this for a living, right. Right. Knowing, knowing that someone in your family is struggling as well. Wow. Because she did a good job at masking it. Uh-huh. And, and she would say, to be fair, when we were all in the holiday and Christmas and stuff, she was out of the office, so she didn't feel as depressed. The thing that was causing the pain wasn't there anymore. Right. So it was easy. It wasn't hard for her to hide that part. Uh-huh. So when she didn't go back to work and she said, right, I, I don't want another mom. It was just, it was just awful. I don't want someone else to go through it. And I felt the same way, which is why I was doing the job I was doing in the first place, to prevent that. And then she said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I don't want to go back in, but I'm not a psychologist. So I don't, I don't want to mess with people's heads. Um, and she said, but I do know one and that's you. Would you do this with me? And I said, hundred percent. So that is how I evolved from my private practice for two years into closing that down and then starting this new business Aurora with my cousin. She runs the corporate side because she's corporate. She understands co- corporate world. I understand clinical world. So combining us together is why we have this business. Is to make sure, and her passion is, if I can get the companies to help properly, 
Because if my boss knew how to help me, he would have done. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to say. So if I can help them get conversation properly, then they can support their staff because they don't leave, then that would be winning in our book. But for people who want to leave and want to do something else and want to manage their business and all that stuff or go into business, we can support them as well. So that's why we have two arms of this business really so that is us that's just in a nutshell <laughs> about us really that you know i am sitting here literally like fighting back tears and the reason why is because the two of you have taken what could have been a devastating situation yes something that could have just been drawn out for so many years and just ended up nowhere or just in a really bad place and you have taken it and you are now living in your purpose and that Obi is the reason why oh my god I love you (laughs) that is the (laughs) reason why I want to have this podcast because I want other women to hear your very story that you take that bad horrible situation that's going on and you turn it into your passion yes you push forward and you grab as many people as you possibly can and you take them with you and i take that's exactly it we just and we didn't you know we didn't like i said that we would go along with the conversation we realized it didn't play out how we thought it would but we've had to evolve into what it is now and we keep evolving so um but yeah that was the reason why we started the business why we have the business yeah wow i love it and i love the fact that you said you you know uh, absolutely you you are not today where you were then when you first started but you're not where you were when you first started no that makes sense yeah definitely because you are like you said you are evolving every day you get up to be better every day you get up to do more every day you get up to push and then grab people and take them with you yeah and take and whatever happened it just it happened you just learn you move on um so yeah it wasn't smooth and i'm sure we'll talk about how but it wasn't (laughs) <laughs> three years yes things that happened in three years absolutely amazing and the fact that the two of you sat down and said okay this is my genius zone yeah this is my genius zone and we're gonna put this together and you know how to move fluidly that's one of the things that i'm really promoting especially now during this pandemic yeah there are so many people that have a genius zone that they're not aware of because they've been stifled and they've been stagnated because of a certain place that yes. maybe it's corporate America, maybe it's family, maybe it's our own thoughts yeah. that has kept us in those certain places. Yeah. And so we don't realize that we have so much more to offer and so much more to give, but we're not an island unto ourselves. No, we're not. And I think that's just perfect there. Like, what is your genius, Joan? You can only find out by doing stuff and yes. trying things out. Because that whole idea 
still waiting to figure it out. Um, no, we can't wait to figure it out. We didn't know whether this was going to work or not. I mean, we sat down to tell our, our families <laughs> that yeah. we're going into business together yeah. and this is the plan because we wanted to make sure that they didn't think we were crazy, right? Um, and they sat there thinking, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, they didn't understand what the hell we were on about. Um, but we went ahead and did it. Um, and they supported us. And then we evolved thinking, okay, there's the, there's the reason why this didn't work out. Um, we started off with a retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Rookie mistake 101. But you learned. But you <laughs> learned. Yes. Totally learned. Totally learned. Yeah. You learn and you go along and you fix the, the last thing that didn't work out. I mean, you create something else because now you know what people actually want because you ask right. them the questions. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so funny that you say, you know, just keep doing, keep doing until you yeah. figure out that genius yeah. zone. My daughter is 22 and she's done so much. She's My daughter has certifications that don't mix and match. She's been, you know, she's, <laughs> yes. done, she's done that. But I've always encouraged her. I don't care that you can't mix them together. You know, she's a certified CNA or she's a CNA, certified nurse's assistant. She yes. has that certification. But guess what? She's also a certified lash technician. They don't match. They don't go together. But guess what? She's gone through certain things to find where her genius zone is. She's also worked in corporate America in various jobs. But out of all of the things, because I've told her constantly, I don't care that they don't all match. Go do it. Go do it. Because you have to figure out what works for you, where you're supposed to be, and how mm. you're supposed to be there. And so one thing she's figured out very early on, I think she was maybe about 19 or 20, she doesn't like corporate America. She doesn't like sitting in a cubicle. She doesn't like being in an office all day. She knows at 22, I have to be a business owner. I have to create my own revenue. I have to create my own space. Yes. And so that is the yes. thing. You know, as business owners, we have to really figure it out. Yeah. But we have, we have to, to do yeah. it to figure it out. But I love the fact that you've encouraged her to not to combine whatever you need to combine. That's the thing we're finding. If our parents or your parents didn't run business or own businesses, they can't. They don't have the mindset to encourage to do that. My parents had their own businesses, so I always kind of knew I would go into that. But my cousin and guys' parents did not. They were medics. They didn't have to have the work within the system. So that mindset of oh, why, why are you doing that? It took a while for them to get their head around it. Um, in the way that my parents probably wouldn't have worried about that at all if, if you know, if right. they were still living. But they right. were they wouldn't have been worried because oh they that's what they did. So it it's natural that that's what I would have started of doing anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so we need to encourage our kids. I'm glad if you've done that with your daughter, yeah. which is if it doesn't fit if it's not in fit or it's not the right thing for you, don't stay there. You need to leave. Yes. And that's one no. of the things and I and I tell people even Folks that come in to, you know, as clients of mine, as business coaching clients, I let them know, listen, you can start these things. It may not work. You may find that you don't like it or yeah. it's just not for you or it just didn't work. 
Yeah. But at least you can say six months from now, I started it, I tried it, and I walked away from it. It yeah. may not be for that moment, but you may come back two years from now and say, you know what? I have additional knowledge. Mm-hmm. I have additional experience. I have right. other passions now that have been built. And so now mm-hmm. let me check back in on that and see how I can incorporate it now. Yes. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yes. Because I look at life as stepping stones. There are so many things that we can take and pull from within our lives that can help us. Yeah. There's nothing, nobody starts at ground zero. So they just right. think about confident. Oh, when I'm confident, I'm going to do that. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Nobody, unless you're five, and even five-year-olds don't start from ground zero, where you don't know anything. That's not true. Right. So even if, it's, if it's not a skill you don't know, it's an experience you have. It just isn't. So you're not starting from scratch. So, but obviously, what level are you starting from? But being aware of that and, and owning that and then thinking, okay, what's the next step? What's the next stage? But waiting until it all just figures itself out? No. Huge mistake. <laughs> That's a yes. Huge mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. That is just absolutely amazing. So, Obi, tell us how the pandemic has affected you. And I know you said that you're in the UK. Yeah. And I'm in the United States and of course the pandemic has no regional bounds. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, it's coming down for you all right now. As it is for us it's coming the curve, we've flattened mm-hmm. the curve, so we're coming down now. Mm-hmm. Um and we have um we've had like a what we're calling semi quarantine because okay. we can go out some people can go out to work if it's necessary. If it's not necessary and you can work from home, you're still encouraged to work from home. Um, and you can go out and about to the shops and to the you know, to the to the parks and hang out there and there's no curfew. So so that lacked a little bit. And so we're doing that for now. The kids aren't back at school yet, it's not until June or so. But we're trying to figure out if it starts to creep back up again then it will be locked down again. But wow. for now we need to test if it if we've come to the other side, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's what. So yeah, so the plan we've been in quarantine well technically quarantine for two months. Uh-huh. Um and so our business it's so funny because we weren't sure like a lot of people what would happen to the business that we had. We knew the corporate would be quiet because anything we had in the pipeline coming through from organizations who hire us to have a program for their staff or their employee would be halted now, kind of thing. Um, but we also knew that they'd be more worried about their employees' anxiety levels, stress right. levels, working from home. But in the beginning, at first, it was like, we called our clients, said, you know, what are you guys doing? You know, how can we help? And they were like, oh, no, we're good. We're sorting it out and everything else. And then my cousin and guys were like, oh, well, they're not going to need us now. That's the end of it. And I said, oh, no, give it five weeks um, because it's going to the grief cycle. It's going to be like, oh my God, this did not happen to us. Oh my God, I can cope. <laughs> and then they're going to be thinking, if I hear, if I have to go back another Zoom call one more time, I'll scream. So that part, people still have to deal with. Yeah. So guess what? We got really busy all of a sudden. So we've got people, we have an online um, session with teams. So different teams bring us and say, can you do this for our teams? Manage well, sort of mental well-being at the moment. 
automated productivity because productivity has gone down because it's it's weird working in a way you might have to work in your own bedroom uh-huh. you know, I'm having to call for my bedroom right now so, uh-huh. people, so it's, it's taking a while for people to adjust to stuff um, and people are worried about I'm not being productive enough and so what we do is just go in there and say look you're doing what you can right work within your control and you've got to cover it so that's the corporate side the uh, com- commercial or the consumer side which is for business owners they all want to pivot now and do projects that they need to get on with so it might be an online course they now all of a sudden have time to do but they're still working from home in a way that's different they work from home before but their kids weren't there right <laughs> yes so now they are and it's like where am I supposed to find the time so I help them figure out what's your energy level now your sleep pattern have changed had you changed had you not changed if you had where is the energy pocket line in the day that's the time you do the work I think it's how you prioritize the work that kind of stuff so we're help so right now we've got a boot camp that's running because we have women who want to create courses or deliver a group program and stuff so they're using six weeks a buffer them in six weeks of getting it done Gotcha. So, uh, and that's to make sure they don't waste the time in the quarantine and like, oh, we have time, but we don't. So, uh-huh. yeah, could that, right. <laughs> so, so far, the quarantine hasn't quite affected our business at all. Gotcha. We're quite lucky. Yeah. So you talked about the, specifically the business owners, yeah. the women business owners, and then also uh, the boot camp that you have now is that available to those that are in the United States as well? Yeah, yeah, we have actually half of so my uh, audience American. Yeah, uh, so the boot so the boot camp is uh, sort of um, get it done uh, boot camp, and it's a six week program I've created, and I did this like I said so that people can focus on one project. So in the next, I have I've closed it's closed now, but I will open it again in another couple of weeks again. Um, and this time it will be for people again six weeks or eight weeks or so, but it's for a summer project. So whatever, if you're a business owner, you're thinking right end of the summer, I need to have this course created end of the summer I need to write my book I need to write a few chapters then this might be suitable for people like that and for mostly for women to be fair um, that's who I work with obviously so um, yeah cause that's what the program is about and what it is is making sure people have accountability uh, making sure they focus on the right task really and they're broken down and it's realistic gotcha. and it's not one of those oh yeah I can write that in two weeks sure no problem and like well not really right 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 <laughs> yeah because that's what the program is currently about yeah I love it and what is the name of the program it's called get stuff done okay get gotcha. stuff done the boot camp um because i have a longer program uh it was one-to-one program that i had for four months but of course with the quarantine i realized people i don't want people to worry about what am i going to happen to me in four months that's too much of a mind you know thing to think about so i needed to condense it so i wouldn't have created my group program until november i was thinking around november october time but i've had to pivot and bring it forward so there we go yeah <laughs> so how can how can someone get in touch with you to be able to get enrolled or get more information i know you said it's closed right now but it will yeah. be opening soon so how can someone get in touch with you well i could i could send you a link for people to register to join the workshop which okay. is a free workshop but i run five days workshop but i run in there or technically you can join my facebook group it's called the productive ceo okay um so and then then they'll find out more information from there and that's where i hang out most of the time anyway my favorite okay. group <laughs> okay 
Awesome. And so as you all know that are listening, tuning in, we do have clickable links in the show notes. So, you know, whatever you send me over, we will definitely have that in there. Oh, so appreciate that. <laughs> automatically click and get right to you. I absolutely love it. We're going to take a quick break right here. But what I want to ask you before we take this break, and you can kind of think about it, your answer and answer when we come back in, is you mentioned that people are going through the grief cycle or have gone through the grief cycle within this pandemic. And I find that very interesting because although I don't spend a ton of time on social media, just talking to some of the folks that I've talked to, I can sense that there is something that is depressive about them. Yes. So I want you to talk about that a little bit when we come back. And so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, guys. Awesome. Hey there, a quick interruption here. Be sure to go over to my website for additional resources and services that I'm offering. As many of you already know, we're building out a women's business hub under Warcry Consulting Solutions. Currently, we have a women's Facebook community called The Power of Three, and that's Edify, Educate, and Empower. Also, we have a membership site that we're getting up and running, and it's called The Dangerous Evolution Business Women's Society. And the reason why it's named that is because we are evolving dangerously into successful businesswomen. And we also have a small business digital directory called Capital Business Nexus. And of course, we have coaching services available as well. You can find out all of this information on www.warcry.com. That's W-A-R-K-R-Y.com. And last but not least, I do try to have a free goodie each week that you can grab and download on the website. That is also accessible uh, on the website. And that is, again, www.warcry.com. And So folks, we have quite a bit of information that we are offering to you guys. And so again, it's www.warcry.com. And listen, do not forget to share this information with your business bestie. Hey, everybody. So we are back and we are talking to Obi. Obi has been giving us some Wow, some amazing information. And before we took our break, I asked Obi to talk a little bit about the grief process that a lot of folks have been going through as we go through the pandemic. This was one of the topics that, or keywords that came up when she and I were talking before we took the break. And I want her to talk a little bit about this because as I said, before we took the break, I have sensed this in quite a few folks. I don't know if they really recognize it in them because, you know, I, my husband and I, we talked and especially when everything first started here in Richmond, Virginia, and we would need to run out for essential, you could sense it in the air so thick, you know, just going to the grocery store, you could sense the fear, the anxiety, all of that. So Obi, talk to us a little bit about this. And I just want to just preface this. Let us know what your official title is, you know, because I want folks to know that you're not just, 
you know, Token. some random, you know, you have credentials. You come okay. with all the receipts. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard it described like that, the receipts. Um, yes, so I'm a psychologist based in the UK. And like I said, my specialty was in drug and alcohol, um, which meant that, you know, people didn't manage stress or trauma, something triggered it all. And so that's the bulk of my work I've done for the last 10, 11 years. I'm now a productivity coach. Um, so I'm still a psychologist, I'm still a productivity coach, but I've managed to bridge the two together um, to make sure that people do better and they feel better. If you do better, you feel better. If you feel better, you do better. So mm-hmm. that's generally it. So about this thing with the grief cycle, um, what could this, um, she was, her name is Kubla Ross. I forget what her first name um, is. Is, but she wrote one of the training books that I when I first studied and she just described five stages of grief of mm-hmm. any type of loss so if you've ever lost someone um, it, it goes to a stage and what they're saying is with a stage you don't have to you don't you don't have to follow it through sometimes the coming waves mm-hmm. so the five stages are things like denial and isolate whether you're not you don't believe the thing has happened. So you're still it did believe. So you see that when people die, they're like it's not true. It's a lie. It's a lie. And it's like because the brain can't take it. So that's the first stage. Second stage is anger, where it's now you now believe it has happened, and so your initial response is to be angry about it, angry about the loss or whatever it is. Okay. Wow. The third stage is bargaining. Because oh. then it's like, cause then the anger itself is painful to even deal with. That you now start to think, if only if you could just do this, and I'll do that. Um, I don't know if anybody ever felt this, but even when I was a, a kid and my, my mom had died, I really remember bargaining. If you could, God, if you could just bring her back, I'll do everything you asked me to do. This is bargaining. This is like, do this. And usually it's futile. Um, and if you've ever broken up with someone, the bargaining comes when people now start calling to beg the person to come back. <laughs> yeah. So it all it's all grief, right? The fourth stage is something called depression. <laughs> this is when you know this is this is it now, right? So there's no going back. This is true. This is real. This is the situation. Um, and then you get to the fifth stage, which is to accept that this has happened. It's usually in the exception that people move on. But it doesn't mean they don't ever revisit the stages. So in the pandemic, it's any other grief. If you've ever lost someone because they broke up with you or because they died or because you moved jobs or something happened or you moved to a new place or something, you're going to go through this cycle. How long they last depends on how deep the trauma was. So yeah, so in this pandemic, for people being locked down remember in the beginning oh no just in china don't worry about that yeah Yeah, that was the denial yeah 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 (laughs) even though you knew it was advancing that was the denial and then it became the anger you know oh my god why didn't the government shut it down early you know so you can see the anger wow you know, oh my God, why could they do that? And other people are saying, well, I, I want to stay in my house. I, I can go out whenever I want. So there are people trying to like, this is not happening to me. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the bargaining. And then the bargaining with, okay, right, I'm going to get all the food. I'm going to wash my hand. I'm going to, okay, please, I'm going to make some camp safe. Look at the paranoia now. I'm thinking, right. gonna, okay, good, I'm fine. They're bargaining to keep safe. Right? And then the depression. Wow. Is now... I'm stuck at home. 
maybe we people I don't want to be stuck at home with. That's, right? But that's honest, though. That is yeah. so honest that I believe that people are dealing with that. Yeah, they are dealing with that. Domestic violence has gone up. Yes. You're stuck with people. You can't escape now. Now, there was this old joke about, or not a joke, but people talk about how introvert people are enjoying the quarantine because they've always wanted the lockdown anyway. Yeah. But I'm thinking, no, introverts aren't having a great time because they're now stuck at home with people they, don't, they can't escape from for a while. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you know, I, I was one of those ones that said, because I'm an extreme introvert, mm-hmm. even though I do very well with people, yeah. I can only people, but for so long, no. I start buffering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I am an extreme introvert, and my husband is also as well. However, we're both ambiverts. However, he prefers to work outside of the home. He can't sit still for very long, even though he has an office job. And so even though he's in the office, he's up, moving around, you know, hey, how you doing? That type of thing. He's not going to have a long, drawn-out conversation with people. But he's, you know, that's how he is. So when they shut the office building down and he had to move home to work, even though, I mean, there's obviously no domestic violence, but he's an introvert, I'm an introvert, and so he's like, you can see him drain at the end of the day because he's literally sitting at home and the furthest that he has to go is the kitchen or maybe the bedroom or maybe, you know, step outside, but that's it. And so it's very difficult for him. But when when it was just me, you know, because they didn't shut his office down until a month or so later, actually two months later. But when it was just me, it was lovely. But now, you know, I feel his anxiety. Yes. Yes. Just because I know this is uncomfortable for him. Yes. You know. Definitely. And so Yeah. Definitely. That is very real. That is definitely real. real. And that's a classic example of when someone is going through a grief cycle. So they enjoy being somewhere. Now that they disbelieve, they now have to work from home. Some people would have still continued to dress like they're going to work uh-huh. because it gave them some sense of control. Uh-huh. Um, and then eventually it's like, oh, I can do this. This is yes. okay. You know, yes. I can get on. And then you realize, okay, I miss my colleague. So it, it may not just be just missing being in the office, but he might have missed the water cooler moment. Right. The little, oh, do you want me to get you a cup of tea? Right. That whole right. social element of it, which right. you can't get home, however much he loves you, you cannot create that for right. him. Right. Um, and that's where the, huh, look at it. And then eventually he would accept it because he finds a new way to manage, which is, oh, I can get on Zoom calls with my team. I can do all the little things that make me feel like I'm coping. Right. But I no longer desire in the office. I still want to go, but I'm not I'm not yearning for it like I right. was before. So that's the acceptance part of the um, cycle. So everybody will be at at any point of this cycle, depending on what's going on in their life and how quickly the shutdown came. Wow. That's why I could predict that we corporate, you know, give them five weeks. Could you take five weeks or so before some people wow. start to drop into their oh my god I can't cope and they the company will have to manage that because there'll be people saying I can't cope with this or wait my wait my laptop wow uh, if my stuff is not working yeah so just give it five minutes five weeks and wow. it's like uh, predict- predictable <laughs> wow 
Yeah. So, Obi, what is your favorite aspect about being an entrepreneur? Oh, I think the creativity. Yeah. Yes. Like in, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can design that. Um, oh, I can learn that. It completely opened me up. And I don't feel as restricted like I did with my, uh, with my day job and when I was a clinician because there's certain rules I had to follow and you know, all that stuff. And it was good because it helped. But I think being, I feel like I'm broken free from yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I can just create this stuff and it'd be, I don't, you don't have to go to approval. Like, in, no, just go to you. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you approve approval. it. I, I, I approve this thing. So, yeah, it's amazing. That's my favorite thing about it. And I absolutely love that simply because, you know, I am a creative person. I think you are too. And this is what happens when you are creative and you're in those environments where you're not able to be creative. Because I remember being in corporate America and I was in a high enough role where I could create, but it still had to go through certain eyes that I felt like were not creative at all so i'm thinking how can you approve or reject if you don't have creative eyes right (laughs) oh and and on one hand it's like "Mm, is it because and sometimes like because that's not their job their job is just to approve something based on safety my case was safety and all that stuff but it was just basically i can create something now and put it on the market tomorrow Exactly. I love that. Brilliant. I absolutely love it. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah. So tell us how you came up with the name Aurora Wellness. Ah, uh, oh, uh, well, when we were first, obviously we were looking for a name and it needed to mean something to both of us. So mm-hmm. me and the guys, my cousin, because otherwise it's like, if it was just me, then I probably could have called it, you know, my name consultant or whatever. Although when I had my private practice, I didn't call it that. But anyway, so we needed something that could combine us. We tried to find something with our grandfather's name because we have the same grandfather, grandparent, and like, nah, that didn't work out. And we were looking through and she found it's Aurora Borellis, you know, the light in the Northern Light, um, the Northern Light. Uh-huh. Um, and she said, I love the idea of Aurora. I like the colors because Aurora means light. Wow. And I was like, that is it. The inner light shining through. This is what we're about. From the everything about what we're trying to do, it's about getting women or people's life or light to shine out through to whatever it is they're doing by looking after their mental well-being and being damn productive. That is exactly it. So we came up with a name and it wasn't- You are my sister. (laughs) Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm just feeling that. Um, And the logo, of course, is colored. If you've ever seen our logo, it's just, it's the Borellist light. So it's almost like, yeah, so that was home. As soon as I saw it, I think that we, she said, I like the name, I don't even know what it, like, I know what it means, it means light. And of course, that then told us what the logo would look like. It's, we, both of us haven't seen the Northern Light, but we know we're going to see it someday. Uh-huh. We can get out of quarantine. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, you'll have to be able, you'll have to take some pictures and then have that as part of your gallery. I know. So, you know, over you. That would be so amazing. I love yes. it. I absolutely love it. And so, Obi, give us, before we close out, give us yeah. a few tips on how we can deal with our stress levels during this time. Nothing major, you know, we don't yep. want you to give your package away. No, 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 <laughs> no. You wouldn't need to. <laughs> um, you know, we don't want you to send us an invoice. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. 
first thing I would say, and what I've been sharing with everybody, is to take one hour in a day for yourself, if you can find it. That might mean going for a walk with your well-being hour or whatever. Create a well-being hour for yourself. If you have children and you can't escape them, go to the toilet. What I'm saying, somewhere where you can hear yourself think for a moment. And this is for you to be able to either, if you're a journal, if you know how to journal, write your thoughts down. If you don't journal because that's not your thing, I'd like you to just talk out to yourself, I'm okay, take a deep breath, and just calm yourself. Yeah. You know, seven in for seven, out for 11. You can only need five minutes of it if you, if you cannot because you've got more kids. That's what I would say there. If you can, go out for an hour. Take a walk, write stuff, your ideas will come, but it will also lower your stress level down. In the midst of the conversation, what I want you to be asking yourself is, what do I want right now? What's important to me right now? Who do I want to be at the end of this pandemic? That would drive where you should focus your time and your effort. The stress level comes from worrying about what's going to happen in the future. You have no control over the future so the only thing you can control is what's happening with you in front of you right now and then and that's all you focus on you cross the bridge when you get to it but working out what's important that's why i'm telling people if you want to spend time with the family do that no guilt if you want to work on your business do that no guilt they don't have to be there's no room for guilt here but can you create a balance for yourself but you only do that by asking yourself quiet time so you can hear yourself think and then asking yourself real hard questions and be truthful. Nobody needs to know, but you have right. to be honest with yourself. Yeah. That's what I would say there. That's the first thing. Wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. Obi, give us the contact <laughs> information again. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to go to our website, you can go to your website if you want to. It's called aurorawellness.uk because we're in the UK. Um, or, but I'm going to send you the link to the um uh, challenge when we start the workshop on in a couple of weeks but if you're a female entrepreneur and you're thinking I need to like get my action gear and get things done then I would say come and join the productive CEO Facebook group where you can learn strategies and tips on how to get productive at this time of year. I love it I absolutely love it so folks we have been on another great amazing episode of war cry radio go be great and today we've had obi of aurora wellness in the uk this has been a fire episode absolute fire episode and i am inspired and encouraged and invigorated just from this conversation literally so I, I thank you so much, Obi, for stopping by and chatting with me and giving us these jewels and gems. And folks, I really hope, I honestly, I hope that you reach out to Obi. If you don't, you know, if, you know, if for whatever reason you don't want to go and do the workshop or the boot camp, go to her group. Because just from this conversation, I have gotten a ton. So if you are listening, if you have ears to hear, listen to what's being said here and take it all in so Obi, oh. again thank you oh. so much for thank you so yeah. much Karina that's been really awesome thank you so much for inviting me and having me on it's been awesome just having this deep conversation today. yes ma'am <laughs> 
So folks, I am Karina Calhoun. I am your host and wealth strategist. And today I've had Ovi from Award Wellness and we've had an awesome episode of Warfront Radio Go Be Great. And thank you guys for stopping by. Hey guys, I wanted to give you just a quick disclaimer as I am bringing on featured guests on the show. I want to let you guys know that the views and opinions expressed here on War Cry Radio from our featured guests are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of War Cry Radio, War Cry Consulting Solutions LLC, nor myself, Coach Karina. And guys, I also want to let you know that any content provided by our guests are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone, nor anything. And guys, it is possible for you to hear something other than what I normally teach and um, guide you guys on. So please keep that in mind uh, as you are listening to our feature guests. My goal with bringing on feature guests is to bring additional value for you. Okay, so just keep that in mind, guys. Thanks. Bye.